You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Are you ready to have your Star Trek fandom preyed upon? Are you ready to pay extra for what the rest of the world gets with a basic Netflix subscription? CBS All Access. For $6.99 per month, you'll not only get Star Trek Discovery, you'll have limited access to only a handful of episodes from our shitty programs. With commercials, is Law & Order 2 smart for you? Then you'll love NCIS. Is NCIS too smart for you? Then you'll love JAG. Laugh at thin, lazy nerd quotes and sexual harassment with Big Bang Theory. Remember, you're not really paying for Star Trek. You're paying for tired network programming. CBS All Access. Fuck you. Welcome, Thunder Faithful, to Annual 2 Part 1. We've come a long way in two years, and the Thunderburst keeps on rolling. In this episode, we'll be looking back on a few of our favorite segments, revisiting some old friends, and blasting out plenty of encore performances from our musical guests. We'll be back next issue with all new content in Annual 2 Part 2. Lightning Lad, roll us back in time. Thunder Talk. Dan and his East Coast privilege. <laughs> Yeah, check check your yeah, upstate South yeah. Carolina privilege, bro. Yeah, bitch. East Coast privilege. Why does that make me feel like a Billy Joel fan? <laughs> everybody on the East Coast should be a Billy Joel fan. I think I'm, everybody is. I think it's required. No, no, that sounds pretty East Coastist. Well, how can you not be a, a Billy Joel fan? We should sneak in some Billy Joel music right here. Just a little snippet. After this Billy Joel song, we'll be right back. Your sister's gone out, she's on a date, and you just sit at home and master... I, I flung sweat all over like three rows of people at a Billy Joel concert a while back, <laughs> while That's screaming hilarious. every word to, we didn't start the fire, or, I mean, most of the words. A few times just like, eh, Dylan, Berlin, Bay of Pigs Invasion, Lawrence of Arabia, British... Anyway, you get the idea. Nice. That sounds like you were doing it right. Billy would be proud, I'm sure. And I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. I mean, I call him Bill. His buddies call him Bill. Or even Willie, actually. Willie Joel? His, his, Joel. Real, his real friends just call him W. <laughs> Willie Joel. Or do they call him BJ? They just call him BJ. Billy Joel? Yo, BJ, what up? Yeah, only after, like, a whole lot of cocaine is is he cool with that. It's fitting that our first musical act of the evening be Missy C. Ellen Waters, original Thunder Talk cast member, who went ahead and moved out west to Denver to uh, go ahead and, and blow it up. The track we're going to play is titled Unexpectable. It's become one of our anthems, you can go ahead and find Ceylon uh, on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. Hit her up on the socials. Waters Why You Live 1XX. That's W A T 
E R S Y U L I V E, the numeral one, and the letter X, and then the letter X. Everybody, unexpectable. I'm a gorilla bands. Yeah. Tell the girl, bring me the bands. Yeah. Matter of fact, let it replay. Huh? Do it with no hands. Yeah. Whipping a plane, no plane chain. Get him and move him again. Been doing it, man. Won't ever stop. Headed to the top. What? Bitches wanna rock. I'm not trying to roll. Tell the game, let's go. Money to make. No time to waste. Using different ways. Not waiting. Yeah. Sitting in the Chevy. Huh? Miss it with the sticky. Yeah. Tell him, pull up quickly. Yeah. We up on ammo. Yeah. Call me the mob. Yeah. Building the empire. No build of the bob. What you spit is flaw. I take over. You a lame bitch. Exclusive for no reason. You out of season. Plenty sauce in my veins. Go all day. Can't fuck, bae. The money on my mind. Saving every dime. Working like it's a crime. Paying myself. And over time, I'm gonna shine like the sun. Your shit is overdone. I need to taste the blood. We finna take over, no more makeup shit You know my crew been doing it since the 80s, bitch We run this shit, make them bow down, king and shit No words for them, bitch boys, you know we told them Go all day, they can't touch me, flow is unexpectable They look flustered, I bend the rain to the fire, it's been nothing Let the dragon speak for you, then you is nothing I run the jungle, been hungry, connections, never use them Done sleeping on myself Wanna be some pockets fatter than Big Mama Cooking steaks, always gonna eat Never worry about the next bitch Turn a vision with the money My consistency, you cannot compete Call me a beast, meet up with the dope man He set me free, not something you want me to be Happy when I'm just me, of course I'll be rolling Don't point a finger at me Just need a drink to calm the high down You know how I be Score game, leave them bloody when I leave the streets no answer to your question, so it's incomplete. Most of my sins are in the sheets. Catch them slipping, run up, make their life complete. No regrets, the money consoles me. We finna take over, no more makeup shit. You know my crew been doing it since the 80s, bitch. We run this shit, make them bow down, king and shit. No words for them. Bitch, boys, you know we totin' Get to the money all day No time to play Run, hit me up, say he on the way Yeah, doing bigger things Yeah, need me a driver In the backseat fucking Gotta go, it's time to show out Come party, throw up ones They love it in the mountains We run and pull out the juice Never known to chase shit Never sent invitation But they always made it Gotta step it, Molly, get them fucking thrown out. What's a wife when I got foreign hoes that love to lick me down? In the streets, never naked, niggas never overstepping. Pray to God I make it through the day, it's never been the same since we last conversed. Life is always turning corners for the good and the worst. Whatever happens to me, I stay smiling. That's when they come after me. I can go the mileage, I can go for hours It's not a problem to me Never trust these bitches, all they see is wallets Never fuck these bitches, all I know is commas We finna take over, no more makeup shit You know my crew been doing it since the 80s, bitch We run this shit, make them bow down, king and shit No words for them 
bitch boys, you know we totin'. Thunderverse. Assemble. How's everyone doing? Let's go around the room. How you doing, Beth? Uh, I'm doing all right. I had kind of a massive headache Ooh. earlier, so that was not fun. But mostly everything is great. Bethy Lala. All right, now we got we got Sexy Thor. What's up, Sexy? You want to get thunder punched, lad? You want to get thunder punched? <laughs> kick, kick butts, not nuts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our, our good friend Jonathan Wheatley over there at A History of Comic Books. Wheatley, what's happening? All good, mate. Still COVID negative, apparently. Hey, right on, right on. I think we can all say that, yeah. I mean, it's personal. I'm not going to be outing anybody, so never mind. Maybe I've got it. Who knows? I took the antibody test yesterday and all, no no gut, no dice. So, Okay, cool. Right on, right on. Uh, I made it awkward there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's what you do. <laughs> what do. Yeah, Dan, making it awkward since 1978. Mark, Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we just launched our Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Uh, we sort of had a, a soft launch, and then we had a bigger launch. We've been having a lot of fun with the podcast, diving into a lot of the behind-the-scenes secrets and stories that uh, made up the Saturday morning world from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And uh, it's been a real blast. And I really appreciate uh, being here, and I miss talking to everybody. Yeah, we, we miss talking. Oh, by the way, Mark, you're like off to the left on your screen. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, sort of off-centered because I haven't quite figured out how to set up my laptop and talk in the mic at the same time. And so I just think it's it's really important that I talk in the mic and get good audio and that people don't necessarily have we, to we, see we, me. We know you look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It's important that we hear. Thank you. <laughs> hey, for the, for the first time, ThunderFam, we are video chatting right now we can see each other's faces as we speak yeah. i just realized that i've been looking away the whole time i can't even look at you people when i do this you know maybe when somebody else is talking and the attention is not on me i'll make my quick uh, adjustments with my video so that people could see me yeah, the attention's always on you mark that's uh <laughs> you legitimize us oh okay okay well uh then if that's the case i'll see what i can do like a side profile no that's cool kavika so I do stream a little bit of games, but truthfully, you know, just living the dream. Everything's golden except for my triglycerides. I'm taking a page Ooh, out of yeah. your book and, mm. you know, pumping up those Ooh. numbers, you know, which I need to be dropping them. But, you know, it is what you know, it is. You know, I think, I so. think if, if, an, if an epidemiologist were to take a look at the whole situation, uh, Thunder Talk isn't good for your triglycerides. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm calling absolutely it. not. I mean, we are full of saturated fat. Dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Surgeon Sexy's yeah. warning. Thunder talk may be bad for your health. Do not use if you are pregnant, may become pregnant, <laughs> or had a dream one time last June about becoming pregnant. Surgeon uh, Sexy's warning. You try triglycerides. <laughs> I got my heart set on the hot wings and onion rings tomorrow, so now you're ruining everything for me. <laughs> oh yeah, don't don't. No, that sounds dude, amazing. Don't know Wheatley. Don't talk to Kavika. Don't be saying stuff. No, Kavika, you need to start thinking a whole other way now. I I know, but I'm still drinking scotch. So I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it like a weekend thing, right? So. 
Because so my doctor, she didn't even like, she was like, oh, they're up a little bit. I'm going to give you some medicine. Yeah, you got fine. medicine now. You're fine. I was like, oh, and, and, like, and the, and I was like do, do I need to do anything? Nope. Change my nope. diet? She's like, mm. yeah, whatever. The medicine <laughs> just completely <laughs> absolves you of all, <laughs> of all your poor habits. <laughs> Hey, Dan, I need a fix of some of that ESO. You got any? Gotta get some of that sweet ESO junk. First one's free, kid. It's in my veins! Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, Hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Not enough praise can be said about our good friend Davey, the good Dr. Adams, and his contributions to this show. Uh, hell, issue 24, he, uh, he damn near did the entire soundtrack. Uh, had a real hard time deciding which of his tracks to play. In fact, you'll hear him more than once in this episode in uh, the background of several segments. Uh, but we're going to go with one of my personal favorites, titled Burbank. It's almost like a 21st century uh, version of, uh, if you recall the Stones' old tune, Mother's Little Helper. You can go over to Bandcamp and find him at thegooddoctorofficial.bandcamp.com. Uh, hit him up on all the socials at the Good Doctor Official. Uh, without further ado, Burbank. Sofas, suburbs, sunburns, diamond doggy chokers, bloody Marys mixed, white collar lunatics, afternoon doom and gloom, mommy get your fix. I asked her to get my shirt whiter. What does she call this, whiter? That's just like a man. How can I get his shirts as white as he wants? Unless I bleach the life out of them. Kids are home at three, turn on the MTV. No time to unwind, put on a pot of tea. Dinner's on at six, she needs another hit. Crack the top, pour the shot with no idiots. Getting good and sauce, that little girl is lost. No dreams, her redeem, set microwave to frost. She got a hungry man, no time for loving man. She packs, she suspects he's into other men. Too much for that American dream. Portrayed up on the TV screen. She cooks, she cares, and then she cleans. She's known as the domestic queen. So much for that American dream. Portrayed. Crazy that she wants 
I just got home. Don't rush me. Got to tell me what's wrong with the coffee. Bad taste. Now what am I going to do? It's just another day. Poor mommy needs to play. Shake and bake. Take a break. Pour some Chardonnay. It's almost story time. Another glass of wine. In the phone, getting drunk, almost feeling fine. She want a beefcake, instead it's cheesecake. She daydreams and it seems that everything's okay. Make sure the bills are paid, she take the razor blade. It's fine, they won't mind if mommy goes away. Fucking uh, Carbon! Here we go! I was oh my so gosh. stuck. Okay. Oh, calling All him right. out. I was so stuck to see it. But I mean, he, he, yeah, he's kind of a big deal. But he knew it. He knew he was a big deal. And he just, like, unless you gave him something, like, there wasn't something in it for him, he didn't give a fuck. Well, you love you some Carl Urban. That's no, no, I, he's, he's a great actor. I enjoy watching him in film and television. Let's let's get let's give some context to our listeners. Uh, Kavika, Beth, all stoked to see Carl Urban uh, at a panel at DragonCon. Uh, Kavika, take it away. So, for our longtime listeners, we've done a couple different episodes where we spoke about DragonCon, and I mentioned this in some of our previous episodes how I was looking forward to seeing him. Whenever we had the opportunity to meet him in the Hall of Fame, he was pleasant. But at the same time, he was almost like, br- he felt like, did you just get brushed off? Did, did I just get brushed off? So it, it was it was interesting. He was perfectly nice and perfectly pleasant, but you could tell that he definitely was like, yeah, I'm Carl Urban. I've been to a thousand cons. Like, I was on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, how many cons do you think this has been for you? What's your favorite cons? And he said uh, Comic-Con is his favorite. Heresy. He's like, I've been to hundreds of these. No, he said, I've been to thousands. I've been to thousands of cons. Which I thought is, he, I'm pretty sure he said I, hundreds, but, you I know. He could agree have to said, disagree. He could have said he's been to he. You know what he said he's been to a million cons. That's what he said. I've been to a million cons and I've rocked them all. I'm Carl Carl Urban. Urban. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Lord, yeah. So, but you know he's he's pleasant enough. Is Carl Urban going to be available in February? Can can he can he can we bump Carl Urban to February? You can absolutely bump Carl Urban. <laughs> you know, their job is their health and to be able to act and and everything. I mean, even and even Carl Urban, even Carl Urban, who who loves it. especially Carl Urban, Carl Urban. <laughs> especially that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know even, what, speaking of, even he I, has to keep his hands clean. Well, that's yeah. why he, you know, he, he had didn't a big, shake hands. He only fist bumped people. Yes, he only fist bumped. You know what? Everybody else fucking gave me a goddamn handshake. You know, he, he had a huge... But I get it. He's somebody. Whatever. 
I mean, you're giving mixed signals here. I mean, you'd think fist bump would be ideal in terms of germ transmission. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. So did Carl Urban know what was coming? Oh, I, hey. I mean... Oh, dang. <laughs> Carl Urban. Look, Carl, you know, we're here Cons- if you need to Carl's talk, man. conspiracy theories. Whoa. You got something to say, Carl. I just want you to know we're we're keeping an eye on I you. I get it. So let me let me just point put this one point out about old Carl. So he famously plays a lot of motherfucking assholes, right? Yeah. That shit yeah. don't drop too far from the tree, right? <laughs> so it is way easier for him to play an asshole because he may I cannot confirm, but I will not deny he may be a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not Thunder Talk's official position on Carl Urban. We, our position is that on the position of you know, most other things that don't matter. Apathy. But uh, Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. fine. Whatever. I, I like him as Bones. Whatever. I, I yeah. just love a topic that gets Kavika irrationally angry. <laughs> I want to know everything you know about Jabberjaw. <laughs> like wh- what? Why? Okay, you asked for it. Okay, well let's let's. I mean, <laughs> all right, maybe I should be more. Uh, I mean, I can I can tell you, Jabberjaw is one of my favorite cartoons. And, jab, 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 Jabberjaw. And what I like about it is. It's a Joe Ruby and Ken Spears production. Right, right. And Joe Ruby and Ken Spears are like my favorite writers, producers, directors, editors, if you go back to the Hanna-Barbera, old Hanna-Barbera days. So essentially what they did with Jabberjaw was it's sort of like Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, hold on. If I can. Oh. Can, can, I, can I flex my 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 see if I see if I've been paying attention? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got Curly, right from Three Stooges as a shark. Yes, jo- I was totally going to say Josie and the Pussycats, all the way down to uh, uh, a, a jealous manager, right? Well, or, or kind of a kind of a manager, or well, no, there's no manager on Jabba. Black hair with the white streak through her hair. Well, so there's Shelley. Right. Who is the lead singer? She's of, in the band. She's in the band. So, 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 put right. it this way: it's sort of like Alexandra uh-huh. is now the lead okay. of the band. Got it. Got it. Got so Shelly has sort of like Alexandra's personality, but she doesn't have to be as mean because she's gotten what she wanted. She is now. She leads the band. She leads the band, and it's in space. And it's in space. <laughs> it's in space. It's in the Jetsons timeline, even though you don't see the Jetsons. All right, hold up. <laughs> uh, well, same universe as the Jetsons. Yeah, same universe as the Jetsons, although the Jetsons don't show up. You're telling me it's the same universe. Right. So Rickety Rocket also was in the Jetsons universe as well. Rickety Rocket was also Ruby Spears production that was part of the uh, Plastic Man series. It was one of the elements that ran in Plastic Man. And uh, Rickety Rocket was sort of like Fat Albert meets Scooby-Doo. But operating in the Jetsons timeline and uh, all the ships and all the technology that exists in the Jetsons timeline is in the same as in Jabba Jaw and 
in Rickety Rocket, except that the Jetsons are not there. And why not? Why couldn't there be other stories that took place in the Jetsons' no, timeline exactly. without having to mention the Jetsons? It's like it's like it's like Rogue One, a Jabberjaw story. <laughs> yeah, no, I dig it. Exactly. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. But okay. what I loved, what I loved about that show was that right, they took the shark. And, you know, Jaws was out at the time, too. So sharks were very, very popular. Right. And put him in the band. And like I said, instead of Josie being the leader of the band, you had an Alexandra type named Shelly. Yeah. And then you also had a Melody type. Right. A sidekick to Shelly who was, um, her name was Bubbles. Right. And Bubbles was sort of like Melody. She would say funny and bubbly things that... Didn't make any sense, but it also made you say, it's a good thing you're cute. Right. And kind of put them with, it could have been Fred. It's Betty White. Like Betty White. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Bubbles was definitely Betty White. Bubbles was definitely Betty White. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) you know, kind of ditzy and funny and probably got the best lines on the show. Right. And then you had the Shaggy character because there's always a Shaggy on all of these shows. I mean, you gotta be. And this dude looked like he could have been related to Shaggy or even. He would have been Shaggy's like great, 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 great grandson. Right, exactly. Since the story takes place in the future. In the future, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, right. You always have to have have like a stoner. It's gotta be that beatnik, like, like Maynard Krebs without the guidance of Dobie Gillis. Type 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 character, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. And then you had your Fred character, this, Narc. His hair Narc. was darker, <laughs> but he wasn't blonde like Fred. But he had right. Fred's personality or Alan's personality from Josie. Right. So it was almost like they took Fred and Shaggy right. and put them with Alexandra and Melody. And instead of a Scooby or Sebastian, you had Jabba. It's Curly, Jabba the form Jabba. of a shark, Curly. In, in the future. <laughs> right. Who gets no respect. No, no respect. No, no oh, respect. Dude, they were, uh, yeah. And, and then Jabba yeah. had a crush on Shelly, which I thought was interesting, too. And so it was almost like her character was being, well, Jabba wasn't stalking her, but she was constantly having to reject his advances. Right. Which I also thought was a kind of interesting twist. And then it was always the the music and the chase. Right. And the villains. Right. I feel like Joe Ruby and Ken Spears really, really loved working on Josie and the Pussycats. And I think it represents some of their best writing. They were story editors, but they had a staff of really good gag writers that right. worked on that show. Right. And I thought Jabber Joe was a cool way to kind of bring in what they liked about Josie and put it in Jabber Joe. But it's still a completely different show and a completely different perspective. And it still works. Hey, you know, uh, the best Saturdays of our lives podcast, everybody. Go listen to that. Cool. That, that was a backdoor pilot we just did right there, Mark. That was a backdoor pilot. Oh, cool. I always <laughs> wanted to be in a backdoor pilot. <laughs> you know, because backdoor pilots were just such a huge thing in the yeah. 70s and 80s. You think you're watching a regular episode and you're not. And it's serving as a backdoor pilot. And sometimes they worked and sometimes they didn't. But yeah, hey, we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? 
In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-Hour Kid Network. My book covers the big bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. You ever ask yourself, what's the modern state of folk music right now? Well, uh, look no further, everyone. Oak Top and my good friend Michael Hagen going to go ahead and uh, lay down that track, uh, Northbound Train. Uh, He comes to us courtesy of Health Pay Management and my new best friend, Amanda Bones. Thank you, Amanda. Michael himself was an absolute pleasure to interview a few episodes back, and we certainly look forward to having him on the show again. Uh, You can find him on Bandcamp, oaktop.bandcamp.com. Uh, he's also on Facebook and Spotify at Oaktop. Uh, you can find him on Instagram underscore Oaktop. Northbound train. So here we are, back again for another bottom of the barrel! Bottom of the barrel. Oh man, did we scrape the bottom of the barrel for you guys this week? We watched Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, the ultimate show with Kelly, Ozone, and Turbo. Electric Boogaloo is breakdance too. And it is just as amazing as the title implies. Oh yeah, it's it's an '80s breakdancing romp. It is a romp through the '80s. 
1984. Let me just give you a little rundown. Yes. Disappointed with her small part in a chorus line of a Los Angeles show, jazz dancer Kelly, played by Lucinda Dickey, quits and heads home. Her father, John Christie Ewing, disproves of Kelly's friendship with street dancers Ozone, played by Alfonso Sabadou, <laughs> Qunez, and a Turbo, who's played by Michael Boogaloo Shrimp. Chamber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they encourage her to pursue an opportunity to perform in Paris. Ignoring the wishes of her father, she teams up with her friends for a breakdancing benefit show to save an endangered community theater. Nice. Is that from Wikipedia? Now, uh, this is from Google. Like, okay. If you just Google it. No, no. Here's, here's <laughs> the description from IMDb. Are you prepared for I'm this? I'm prepared. A developer tries to bulldoze a community recreation center. The local break dancers try to stop it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And you know what? That sums up the movie. I feel like the story is between Kelly and Ozone. It's yeah. a love story for all ages. And the the trying to stop the community center yes. from getting bulldozed was a bigger part of the story <laughs> than Kelly and her parents. The main plot, other than the love story, was here's this community center and... You got a rich developer. They're evil white dudes evil are going to come. He's, he's paid off some city officials, you know, just to get the place condemned so he can buy it up for the cheap. And, and then turn it into a shopping center. But I will say this community center is humongous. They yeah. have inside of it, they have a theater, dancing, like boxing. a boxing gym. You know, the whole community is really behind it. And they call this community center Miracles. Miracles. Yes. And because it provides a miracle to the community. Well, what's amazing is number one, this community, obviously, it was like all the poor, diverse people. Parents. How did they get this big ass community center to begin with? This thing, like in today's dollars, this community center, just the land, the building to maintain, it, like, this is clearly a multi-million dollar building. And it well, is this run is rundown because it was in the left behind area of town where at one right. time there was wealth. And then and the now it's all left. poor people. But now the um, developer wants to come in and regentrify it. Yeah. Buy it up and turn it into a shopping mall. <laughs> yeah, a shopping center. I'll finish you, your friends, and your whole damn neighborhood. So, Miracles is going to get bulldozed, and they need 20, no, no they need $200,000 to save Miracles. Yeah. So, this is at the height of breakdancing. That's whenever you're on the ground, you're spinning, you get your, your piece of, like, cardboard, or you would see people with, like, cut out pieces of, like, vinyl. Yeah. And, then, and if you ever watched, like, Step Up or any of these other movies that came out even in the late 2000s, where they had, like, dance-offs... This is a dance-off movie. And then you have a rival gang. Yeah. What? A rival dance crew gang. You lost your edge. You're the loser, punk. Try me. Attention. You have just entered a battle zone. And it was called, like, it's electric 
death or, or you know, just. Oh, <laughs> electro uh, yeah, something. Yeah. I can't it, remember. If you're willing to suspend belief in certain things, you get some great dancing. And then you get some horrible dancing. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I thought that we would see a lot more break dancing than we did. The, a lot more of it was a mix of like jazz and modern dance yeah. with the occasional break dancing. I don't know. It was whatever was I thought I would see more at the time. They, I thought I would see of... more like hip hop type dancing. And maybe mm. this was a precursor, maybe like the hip hop dance that we see today wasn't there yet. I don't think it was. I mean, we, we saw a lot of Michael Jackson influence, but we see yeah. a young Ice T on the stage in front of Miracles. He just he looks pretty much the same, you know, big yeah. su- sunglasses and yeah, everything. He's and young, you know, he, he was a baby. One, two, three, four, get up, everybody, get on the floor. Cause the turbo will rock the night. He's gonna rock the so Kelly goes to Miracles after she quits the chorus. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. She goes to see her friends at Miracles. And once she comes through, if they weren't already dancing, they start dancing. Oh, yes. And then there's Magician. Everybody has street names. <laughs> this, this guy. Okay. This guy. They might call him Magician. But he's a mime. He's people. a mime. He's just a. He has mime face. The very first time they call him magician, <laughs> and he doesn't even have full mime face. Around his mouth is painted down his neck, almost like it's a bone, like a neck bone. Yeah, it was very, very weird. And he never. He never spoke. He never That's spoke. A mime, he's people. a mime. And he was doing like the traditional mime things where. He, pulling open an invisible door yeah. so the whole team could walk through it. <laughs> and like looking overly excited when they showed his face. Like he had to I don't get to talk so I have to show you with my whole face that I'm super excited all the time. And, and then of course Ozone, the lead dancer, he has all these other women that really want to get but he only has eyes, eyes for, for Kelly. Kelly. The rich girl. It's like a Romeo and Juliet guys because yes. he He's poor. Ozone lives with his brother, Turbo. And of course, oh. the, the, the the local girls, they pull Kelly aside. You're not supposed there's, to be. There's one girl. There's like this love triangle that's not set up. Maybe it would make more sense if we had seen the first break in. Yeah. I don't know. There's this other girl that wants Ozone for herself. And Kelly comes around and she's like, what are you doing here? You don't belong um, here. Alone. You don't belong with Ozone. You don't belong in this neighborhood. Honey, you just oh, yeah. For no reason at all, a couple times in the movie, Ozone's pants are just undone. All the time. He's laying on his bed with his shoes on, his Converse are on, but his pants are unbuttoned and he's just laying there and his brother comes in the room. No, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> that is seriously my favorite part. So... so <laughs> Turbo's probably around 15, yeah. 16. I mean, just come into terms with, I like girls. So during the big <laughs> opening, when Kelly comes to Miracles or whatever, and then they all start dancing, they dance like basically all through Miracles. And then they got to the street. Oh, yeah. And, and that was all- an amazing scene, too. They're like dancing down the street and then random people on the street come in and start dancing, whether it's other kids or like there's Everybody. a female cop. 
everybody is dancing. They dance into this park and there's a stage full of people dancing. And there's this cute little girl about the same age as Turbo. A little Turbo. baby Latina. Yes. Who's <laughs> dancing. And he is in love immediately. They're like eye-boning each other. He's looking at her. She's looking at him doing the flirty eyes. He walks in to Ozone's... I don't know, Shack. It was the weirdest. I mean, like you never see the outside. His rainbow bedroom. His rainbow bedroom dance shack. And then Turbo, Turbo's like, "Hey, Ozone, what do I do for girls? I really want to talk to her." And da 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 da. And so Ozone <laughs> just randomly has a not a blow up doll. But it's the size of a blow up doll. It's not but a mannequin. It's also, it's also like a stuffed doll. It's like a stuffed doll with almost like a wig head that you would store your wig on. Ozone picks up this doll. He's just like, well, this is what you got to do. You go in there and you start giving her things. You You whisper in her ear. (laughs) And they start dancing. Now, cut to, they both are imagining the girl that they want to be with. Turbo is imagining the cute local Latina. Which has no name. We never find a name out for her. She hasn't even spoken this far in the movie. And then Ozone is imagining imagining the doll is Kelly. And then so they both start fighting in this weird dance-off fight away from the doll thing. It is bananas but it is yeah because they're both really when they when they have the doll whoever has the doll is imagining the girl that they're into and gets like really into it yeah. and then it's like about to kiss the doll and then the other one because Jesus. they see them dancing yeah. with the girl that they like <laughs> takes it away what is going on and then they like dance fight over it until they rip the doll apart yeah and then they just like laugh and smile and start dancing with each yes, other. Yes, they immediately just like they just dance with each other. It was a very beautiful, touching scene. Um, you have the nicest teeth. No, man, she's not a horse. Yeah, Lord, let's start from scratch with you. Let me show you how you do. It. So this Latina, you'll see her in little spots, but you don't hear any word until Turbo goes into the hospital. Yeah, he gets hurt. He gets in the hospital. He's like in traction and shit. All of his friends are in there. Oh, because he's like, he won't wake up. They never say that he's like in a coma. He just won't wake up. All his friends come from miracles and they're like around his bed and they're like, oh, wake up, man. Wake up. You got to wake up. What can we do? And then the girl, there's like a closet and it's like, (laughs) it's literally a closet and she comes out of this small closet closet. (laughs) and she speaks for the first time. And it was atrocious. It was atrocious. I'm going to say the oddest part of the whole like You know. I think maybe it was dubbed. I think think maybe that girl did not speak Spanish and they really wanted it to be that she only spoke Spanish. And instead of maybe like teaching her some Spanish. No, they they just dubbed dubbed over a couple Spanish lines. But but it was like, like, (laughs) it was all this very breathy. It it was was like if it was the Latina version of anime girl (laughs) voice. It was. It was oh. wild. Todavía sigue durmiendo? Mi bailador. Cucucito lindo. Despiértate. Vamos. Now jam the bus. She kisses him and he wakes up. Awakes. Awakes out of the dream. 
he breaks out of his cast. Yeah, he forces he the he forces dancing. the girl to break him out of the hospital because all the other kids leave because they're trying to raise money to save miracles. So they've been doing like car washes and like magician was doing balloon animals and every every kid that had some kind of skill was trying to use their skill to raise money and they raised like seven thousand dollars so mm-hmm. then they decided to do a big show at miracles Erbo's left out he's got to be there for his he's homies he's got to be there so he forces the girl to break <laughs> him out of the hospital and gets her just in time to help stop the bulldozers because the developers are coming yeah they're coming for miracles so they have this show they've got almost all the money incomes kelly's father yeah they saw on tv the news broadcast and they decided that their daughter really was trying to do the right thing by hanging <laughs> out with the, the kids of miracles they were just watching the local news and they're like oh i guess um this is fine then <laughs> And then they go give the last $50,000 because, of course, Kelly's family is rich. rich. And the entire time with Kelly's dad, it's all like, I don't want to throw good money after bad. Like all the very stereotypes and movie tropes, tropes, movie tropes, movie tropes. This movie is trope after trope after trope, like all the 80s bright dancing movie tropes you could have. This movie has them. It has all of them. It's a well-worthy watch, bomb of the barrel. I mean, this is Corona time, right? You're going to have some time to kill. Watch it. It's streaming if you have a Prime membership. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime. It's streaming right now on Amazon. It's dumb, but you'll be entertained. (laughs) Definitely entertaining. Well, that's it for this week's Bottom of the Barrel. Okay, it's like, yeah, I'm 40, so are you, but um, I don't think I'm allowed to drink claws. I don't feel like I'm allowed to. I feel like I'm supposed to... You're absolutely allowed to drink uh, the Seltzer of Champions. Okay, it's not something I'm required to make fun of is like like 40-year-old Generation Xer kind of thing. Well, here's the thing. This is an okay boomer conversation. Uh, well, it's I nice mean, yeah, to be totally able to like, have an adult beverage that doesn't have a bunch of added sugar on top. So, I mean, I'm all for drinking the claw. Does It doesn't have much of sugar? It doesn't have extra sugar. The only sugar in it is from the actual alcohol. So. Oh, oh okay. It's basically well, just issue. flavored bubbly water with some alcohol in it. Okay, cool. So I don't have to be a boomer about this. I can go and enjoy some White Claw. Exactly. Do it, man. Do it. Awesome. Besides... Yeah, let's get some White Claw. If boomers don't like it, we should love it. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. I I will say that I am absolutely in love with some of the OK Boomer memes going around right now. They have have made my heart so happy. Like that one uh, lady that was standing up uh, in New Zealand or something. She was she was at, you know, uh, giving a report or something and somebody was dismissing her for the content of her message because of her age. And of course, it was an older person and then she nailed it with the okay boomer and it was so funny so i'm an okay boomer fan you know i started the whole fuck baby boomers like 10 15 years ago ask ask around 
Oh, he's the hipster of OK Boomers. Dude, that's so boomer. <laughs> hey, Dan, don't be such a North Carolina state mom. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! Everybody go look at those cat memes, the screaming lady and the cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which getting this whole boomer thing, this really is. It's like the, the whole, or at least the millennial front of the generational war between them and baby boomers it's, is being fought through memes. Which is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a new kind of warfare. No, dude, it's an entire <laughs> flank that the baby boomers had never considered. You know? Yeah. I, I'm just shaking my head right now because I just think of Facebook. And the, it's like memes from, you know, Boom, memes from your grandma. Boomers are grandma. terrible. Just, boomers are terrible at Facebook. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, because seeing as how they control most police departments, the military, tax spending, the government, it's like it's like a social guerrilla war thing. You know, how else are you going to get at them? It's like it's like the it's like the uh, 21st uh, first world equivalent of hiding in a tree, like a sniper up in a tree. I mean, we left MySpace for them. I mean, what more did they want? Oh, dude, we have a millennial on the show. Uh, yeah. So what's up, bro? How uh, how's life in the trenches, man? How you holding up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how's the war going? Yeah, you have any battle Tell us scars? about the front lines. Of MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Am I more... in your top eight? Oh. <laughs> no, nah, it's top 64, I'm bro. going to take that as a no. But you know what I find particularly uh, both awesome and insulting is that just like everything else, Generation X has been completely ignored. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> don't care. This. Yeah. It's like, I think Generation X's biggest peeve against millennials is that we think you're cool. We just wish that you thought we were cool, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Beth, Kavika, am I right? Am I right? (laughs) I don't know. I I think I'm way cooler than everybody else. We have a ton of friends that are millennials that we hang out with on a regular basis, and they don't, you know, it's not really a thing. Every third Wednesday, Dan keeps texting me, and he's like... Uh, M, do you think I'm cool yet? Do you think I'm cool yet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, you're cool. See, we just are cool, so we don't yeah. have a problem. I don't know we, what's we up just with are Dan. Cool. If you're asking that question, you're obviously not cool. <laughs> you're out of the club, Dan, you fucking boomer. <laughs> Gosh, Dan. I, I'm Dan, and I'm a boomer in my fanny pack. Well, I mean, I was rocking out to Zeppelin earlier, right? I'm probably I'm probably the youngest like hardcore Rolling Stones fan that walks the earth. So yeah, oh man, I'm a sellout. Do you actually eat at Ruby Tuesday? F- you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. Hey everyone, this is Carrie the Metal Geek, and I would like to invite you to hang out with myself and my fellow Metal Geeks as we have all kinds of discussions about heavy metal, films, and TV shows video games, theme parks, comic books, and whatever else is tickling our geeks. Please visit our website at MetalGeeksPodcast.com and follow us on all the social medias including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MetalGeeks. We are also proud members of ESO Network, so you can check everything out at ESONetwork.com. Keep it metal, keep it geeky, stay safe, and see you on the next episode. Oh, the Howling Roosters.
the first band to basically pull off a trilogy, a three-peat here on Thunder Talk. Three episodes in a row, boom, 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 all three tracks off of their EP, Small Town Trash. Uh, the bass player, I just want to give a shout out to him specifically. Of course, I love Dylan, all y'all, but Colt Coons, everyone, my brother. He plays stand-up bass. Who the hell is rocking out with a stand-up bass these days? Well, Colt Coons is. Uh, you can go ahead, you can find them everywhere. Uh, socials, we're looking at the Howling Roosters official. You can go ahead and find them on Spotify. You can find them on Pandora. And they have a rad-ass video out on YouTube. For the track we're going to lay down right now, She Left Town. Everyone, the Howlin' Roosters. Talk exclusive. <laughs> hey, Mark, you have a you have a cat. You have a cat. You you tell me stories about regularly. Yes, Dan. Um, I tell you many stories about right. my cats. Um, Dinah the diva. Dinah is... the diva. Now that's an excellent yeah, name, oh, yeah. and right. and she's really a diva. She is named after the Black Canary because the Black Canary's uh, civilian name is Dinah Lance, and I just thought that would be cool to name a black cat Dinah. 
One time I had the other cat, Sheba, you know, outside sitting on my lap and Dinah came out and Dinah never sits in my lap. She's not that type of cat, but simply because Sheba was sitting in my lap, Dinah, of course, wanted to sit in my lap. And when I wouldn't kick Sheba off my lap, at some point, Dinah just gave me the look of death, just like a real bitchy look like she's going to jack me up later. And I had not seen that look in her face um, I hadn't seen it in years. The first time we saw it is when we brought Sheba home and she just kept looking at me and not understanding. Don't you know there's another cat in here? You got to get her out and just looking at me all crazy. And I had no idea that cats could make expressions like that. Yeah. Disconcerting for sure. <laughs> oh, cattle mean mug you. Yeah. Mm. They're thinking about eating your face. I'm serious. PSA, Thunder Talk. The cat will eat your face. A dog will, if you die alone in your home, a dog will usually die next to you of starvation eventually. A cat will begin eating you within three days. They they did the math. (laughs) Go look it up on the internet, everybody. Hey, Mark, Sheba sings a song, right? Uh, Yeah, uh, Sheba has several theme songs, but yes, um, Sheba has a a, a definite theme song i'm just waiting for you to sing i'm trying to get you to sing uh you you don't want me to sing it do you oh oh yes we do we absolutely want you to sing i mean i sort of throw you under the bus (laughs) i'm not prepared to sing Uh, oh my gosh if i had known that i could have been practicing you got a great voice (laughs) i was receiving a text i apologize i didn't silence my phone before the movie wait but no hold Dance fired. It was it was sexy's fault. He sent me something through Discord. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah, it's a picture of my cat that I sent through the Discord to everybody. Yet your phone was the one that went off. Hashtag damn it, Dan. <laughs> you did not silence your cell phones before the thunder feature. Now I've got to call the usher to kick you out of the Zoom theater. Hashtag oh, not all I'm dance. taking you down with me. I'm taking you down with me, yeah. you Hashtag son of a bitch. yes, all Dan's. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yes, all Dan's. No. <laughs> all right. All right, Mark. Let's, let's hear this uh, lovely melody. You don't really need to hear me sing no, this song. No, no, no. I think don't we're really good. Right? Right? focused on you. I want to hear this. Oh, the poor man was we trying to get out of it. We were giving you a chance to prepare. <laughs> all right, all right. So I got to do like they do on TV. You know, me, 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 me. Um, all right, here, here goes. Yeah! Yeah! There is a little kitty. Her name is Sheba Jones. She likes to eat her pork chops and fish and chicken bones. But Sheba has a secret that's terrible but true. She likes to blow up the litter box. And when she does, you're through. It's the new (laughs) adventures of Sheba the Cat. Here on Colorado Drive, she'll shake and shimmy and run and play, and a poop will make you cry, 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 cry. So come on a new adventure with the crazy old calico cat. I'm sure you'll have a good time, and that is just the fact on the new Adventures of Sheba. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Yay. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> it's like Jacob's Ladder. Hell is just a place where they're purging the soul, the part of your soul that can't take it anymore. You were doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Jacob's Ladder this morning. So, but like, are you talking about the Tim Robbins Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, they they made a, they made a remake that's coming out later this. No, month. I heard they're making a remake. So but I watched the original again just to go. Why did they need to make a remake of this? Look, Susan Sarandon doesn't have to put a restraining order against me. I understand now. She's married. She's not interested. I'm okay with that. She's not in that movie. What? She's not in Jacob's Ladder. No, but she's married to Tim Robbins, yeah, bro. I know. No. But, uh, <laughs> all right. We've all seen Bull Durham, man. Who didn't want to do this? Oh, we've Durham. all seen Rocky Horror. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm more Bull Durham because I liked her a little bit more mature, a little older. Her voice was sexier at that point. The 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 eternal question always. I mean, see, Peter's going to look you in your fucking eyes and be like, Bull Durham or Major League? And your eternal soul is going <laughs> to depend on your answer from there. Well, it's bro. Bull Durham, easy. Really? Yes. Greatest oh my gosh. movie of all time. Easy. Really? Yes. You had Bull Durham. You had Major League. They're both the same goddamn movie. And oh, you know no, it. no, no, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, we sacrificed a chicken. Come on. Major yes, League is a movie. satire. Bull Durham is a great movie. Uh, give me release movie. dates. Oh, jeez. Uh, he's looking up on the internet. Our good friend J.T. Wheatley, History of Comic Books. Go check it out. If you're not listening to History of Comic Books, you're probably an asshole. All right. Bull Durham came out in 1988. Uh-huh. Major League came out in 1989. Give me the months. All right. The that months. Is, okay. So, you know, it takes time to make, like, Hollywood movies. Major League was April 7th, 1989. Mm-hmm. Bull Durham is June 15th, 1988. <sighs> Yeah, Bull Durham, greatest movie about baseball ever made. Which, by the way, makes it one of the best movies of all time. So, uh, oh, we should do a, uh, a What Would Thor Do? Um, go, go ahead, Beth. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard Where the booming heaven pour You'll behold in breathless wonder The god of thunder, mighty Thor in today's political climate, <laughs> there's a war going on. I can't do it. An unspoken war. The war on Christmas. Sexy Thor and the war on Christmas. Who would your allies be? Well, it's funny that you speak of this war on Christmas because me and my usual cohorts that fight everything together, uh, we fought my brother and the frost giant Ymir. For they tried to kidnap Yolnir, or as it's called in today's civilization, Santa Claus. And we rescued Santa Claus, and even uh, Mrs. Claus flew down from the ship with the talking tree and the rabbit. So, I mean, I guess the war on Christmas isn't really any different than the Battle of New York or the Snappening or anything like that. My allies would be my allies for everything. I guess we're just ride or die like that. I don't know. I might be calling bullshit on that. Like Captain America, da da da, all those fucking people. Uh, I mean, that's good against uh, like death robots and, and like space bad guys. But what about like against Bill O'Reilly? You know, I mean, are you telling me that cat? Are you telling me that Captain America like doesn't fucking watch Bill O'Reilly every goddamn night? 
if we're gonna go war on Christmas and we're gonna have an ally, I'm definitely taking the faux news or Fox News because they will frame it so everybody is like, it's our jobs, war on Christmas. I don't know. They're pretty good at the propaganda. So, so you think Fox News would be a better ally than, say, like Iron Man against the war on Christmas? It, hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the whole civilization falls down. I mean, Iron Man can protect you from actual villains, but he can't. Pro- does he have a spin machine? Oh, he has pepper pots, doesn't he? Yes, pepper. It's her fucking name, <laughs> pots, right? It's yes, been- pepper pots. Yeah, like whenever one of Trump's cronies is indicted or is fired uh, or or otherwise leaves, uh, an angel gets its wings. But that's all petty Megardian stuff. My actual brother has actually kidnapped Santa Claus. There's your war on Christmas. Oh, shit. Here's a war on Christmas for you. Is Jesus and Santa Claus like the same person, like the Hulk? Dr. Jesus and Mr. Claus. What's going on with that? Fox listeners want to know. Or are they also the Easter Bunny? And therefore three people at once. What about the Tooth Fairy? (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, what about the Tooth Fairy? That evil bitch be taking teeth forever. What is she even doing with them all? Voodoo. That might be a secret fourth personality. Like a power up. Break a fourth wall. (laughs) <laughs> Christ pool. Wow, Christ pool. That would be. Could you imagine that? A sarcastic Jesus, like telling you to eat fish and drink wine. Deadpool got a side gig. Like if Jesus and Santa Claus are, are the Hulk, what? Like what? What triggers? What triggers Jesus into Santa Claus? Is, is this like a, an event? When someone writes Xmas instead of Christmas, Jesus hulks right up into Santa. Throws presents at your at the heads of the non-believers. Is it think is it is it like Thanksgiving? Yeah, like Thanksgiving. Good yeah. deeds. Or if he has to have a negative sign effect, or if he has to have a negative side effect to turn then one of the seven deadly sins. I mean, what else are they there for than to t- trigger Jesus' transformations? Like greed, like Black Friday greed is what makes Jesus go and become Santa Claus. And then the glutton of feast and drinks at New Year's turns him back into Jesus getting ready for Easter. But then like like New Year's Day, Jesus is all fucking holding his head like like he's hung over like because like, he's been hulked out for over a month and it's all taxing on him. And he's like, oh, fuck, what did I exactly. do? What did I fuck? What did I fucking do? Explain to me his magic where he can get. I guess Jesus is always in your home, always in your heart. But anyway, how does Santa get through the chimney? I mean, the Asgardian name for Santa Claus is Yolnir, which is just a letter short of Mjolnir. So using the explanation of the science of my hammer, y'all can just put two and two together from there. Christmas magic, bitch. Is it a Bifrost bridge? Bifrost bypasses uh, the, all chimneys. That's how, you know what? That makes complete sense. That's how he can get to everybody's place all at the same time. He can fold space time like that. Fold space time. I wonder how Santa Claus feels about ugly Christmas sweaters. Does he just view all sweaters as being beautiful? 
I, you know, I mean, I think you answered your own question because I think the answer is yes. That's that's. I think all sweaters are beautiful in the eyes of Santa. Uh, that that that's that's even kind of an echo of like the Jesus in them. You know, like everything's beautiful. Well, not necessarily, but sweaters are. Or the ugly Christmas sweaters trigger another secret transformation into Krampus. Oh, bringing in new levels there. Fucking Krampus is terrifying. Like Bobby Yaga. Bobby Yaga is fucking terrifying too. Bobby Yaga. Maybe that's Santa's like mean aunt. Bobby Yaga. Bobby Yaga. Yeah, right. Or it's like his, uh, like his way super jealous sister-in-law. Or his just twisted sister, you know. His twisted sister. <laughs> <laughs> D. Snyder. Fuck D. Yeah. Snyder is Baba Yaga as Santa's sister-in-law. I just know Kurt from Ant-Man and the Wasp was definitely terrified of Baba Yaga. Uh, speaking of Kurt's, I met Kurt Cameron once at a gas station in Malibu. Did he wow, try to that's save fancy. You? What's that? Did he try to save you? Uh, yeah, well, in a way, he I had pulled up uh, in my car with some friends and just on the pumps next to us, uh, up from us, uh, was this white van. And I look over and pumping the white, pumping the gas is is Kirk Cameron. And my friend and I are staring at him and he's looking at us and he's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, you're and I, I blanked on his name. I totally blanked. I'm like, yeah, and you're I'm pointing at him. And you know what he said <laughs> to be charming and funny? And mind you, this is like 2001. When you I'm like, say, I blank on his name. I'm like, hey, and you're, and he goes, yeah, I'm Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> True fucking story. Oh, shit. That's a, a great story. That's a good one. And then he came and was like, hi. And we shook hands. And he's like, do you like movies? And I'm like, um. Then he gave me a pamphlet. He pulled out a pamphlet. Uh, like, you know, like one of those Christian, like, tracks. They call them tracks, which is strange. Yes. Like this it's like, otherwise, it's like a folded brochure. But if it has Christian stuff in it, it's now a, a track. Anyway, he pulls it out and he signs it. He pulls out a pen and signs it and hands it to me. And it's, uh, I forget what the lesson was. I think it's that Jesus hates something. And then he handed me another, uh, what looked like a tract, which was an advertisement, a little a little pamphlet, if you will, for his new movie, uh um left behind left no no left behind two tribulation force oh yeah oh my god <laughs> and it was the trippy part was like he, he autographed the tract about you know god is mad at shit that you know normal boring white people can't handle uh but then he did an autograph like the little pamphlet about uh yeah left behind two tribulation force as long as we got each other It's Dan's Bad Advice Dear Dan, I hate pineapple on my pizza. I never miss a chance to complain about it. Whether it be online, at the office, funerals, while making love, I just need to be associated with hating pineapples on my pizza. Sincerely, I hate pineapple on my pizza. Uh, are you the type of pe- person that has like broad public opinions? About pineapple pizza. Pineapple pizza is a sin. Pineapple pizza is the best. You're fucking boring. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? I'll, I mean, it. If 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 my first choice of pizza is gone, 
Uh, yeah, okay. Only give me a slice of uh, pineapple, I guess. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, uh, pineapple pizza. I have a hard stance on that. Well, you're probably also really well, boring. I half agree on that because if you know you're just super against pineapple pizza and you want the whole f-ing world to know it, then yeah, you're a boring f-ing person. But you know, if pineapple pizza is your favorite pizza, then you know that's I'm okay you know, with ju- that. Then you know that that's just you know your favorite kind of thing, like you know. Star Wars to you, Marvel to me. Well, that's a positive. To yeah. be like, to, it, to go it's out. It's your favorite of a thing. Yeah. To go out and. Which is ce- perfectly natural. Perfectly natural. To go out and celebrate pineapple pizza, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I mean. We'll fly that still, pineapple pizza flag. You might be a little boring, but that's still, <laughs> still, still. That, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'll take boring and positive as opposed to boring and pineapple pizza. Any day, exactly. You know, like you know, boring and fuck the last Jedi. That's just that's just sh- five ways to. Sh- oh my god, yeah, right. I don't like pineapple pizza. Well, well then what's your opinion on peace in the Middle East? Then it's just <laughs> gonna be f- it's gonna be dead air after that. They've got, they've got nothing to say about that. But you know, if you love pineapple pizza as much as I love Moe's, then a you're f- lying, and b good for you because nobody loves a food more than I love Moe's. Is Moe's paying us to say that? No, but I just really love them. We were just talking about Mexican food the other day and how, uh, and you, you all know it out there. Like after you've met me within five minutes, I'm going to be like, I'm from California. I'm from California. <laughs> I'm from Los Angeles. I'm only <laughs> sort of from Los Angeles. I mean, if we're just being honest like here. Five minutes meeting me. I'm Thor. I'm Thor. I'm Thor. I'm, Thor. <laughs> I'm some sexy Thor. Oh my God. I have a podcast. Listen. <laughs> the, first, the first time this guy and I met for like the first like three hours, it was like this feedback loop. I'm Thor. I'm from California. I'm Thor. I'm from California. <laughs> I'm Thor. I'm from California. How about those Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the magic of magic that finally broke the cycle. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to take, I don't want to take a, uh, a diverging stance from you, boss. But the whole, like, I'm from California. I'm going to have to say, when it comes to Mexican food, South Carolina. I mean, Mo. okay, check it out. Moe's is good for Moe's. All right, I can't say it's good for Mexican food. I can say it's good for Moe's. I like Taco Bell. I eat yeah. Taco Bell. I'm not yeah. going to call it Mexican food. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, but Mexican I will flavored fast food. Yeah. The Onion did this whole commercial when Taco Bell went 24 hours that... Uh, the reason why Taco Bell is staying open so late is in case you have a dog food emergency in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> you need yourself some dog food at like 3 a.m. Taco Bell is there for you. If I get a Moe's open till 2 in the morning, that would also be fantastic. Okay, you like Moe's, you like Moe's. That's cool. That's, who cares if, if it isn't Mexican food, right? It's Southwest <laughs> Grill. It's not south of the border that's, grill. That's me, me being passive-aggressive. <laughs> So it's like Arizona food. It's not Mexican food. You ever been there? It's, Ari- it's, it's Moe's Southwest Grill, not Moe's South of the Border Grill. You ever been to Arizona? No. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, if, you, uh, if you're all like, you uh, know, pineapple pizza, then, uh, you know, there, there are things when you first meet somebody or when you know someone. There are tells so to speak things about them that they'll say that they'll advertise about themselves that to me it tells me a lot about who they are and me 
being a petty little man, I, I, I base so much on these little tells. And I have an entire encyclopedia set of fuck-ups that somebody can do <laughs> to lower my opinion of them. Because, if anything, I'm always, like, chomping at the bit to lower my opinion of you. To, to bring you down to the way I feel about myself. Really. And if you're one of those people that's like, eh, pineapple pizza, eh, I'm, you're demoted. <laughs> Severely. You're demoted in my book. It's Dan's Bad Advice Call. Something interesting happened to me this week, and it happened during work, and I forgot to tell you about it. Oh, yeah? What happened? So, I was on Instagram in my DMs, and you know how whenever you get a DM from a rando, it doesn't show, it shows you like blank message or whatever it doesn't actually show you and then you have to go into that and see like what rando sent you a dm and what they said i'm a little bit familiar i think i've only had one or two random people ever send me a dm without an unsolicited dm rather okay well i get these i don't get them like all the time all the time but i get them like randomly usually like maybe once a month i'll have a rando like slide in my dms but usually all they'll say is like one thing they'll be like hi hey beautiful you know something like that kind of like trying to get you to talk to him which i never do and then nothing ever happens you know they end up never replying to me and then the messages eventually disappear you know yeah, or it's like some bots trying to hack you or something and sending you a link to click. I haven't got those. I've not gotten those. But, you know, well, sometimes you'll get followed by like a bot because they hope that you'll follow them back and then fall for whatever their scam is. But normally someone's sliding to the DMs. It looks like, I mean, it could be someone trying to scam you, you know, like see who talks back. And then it's like oh, well, I'd love to come meet you, but I can't afford to. If you could send me some money for a plane ticket, you know, that sort of thing. It could be that, or it could be just randos hoping that someone will hook up with them. I don't know. Anyway, so I woke up the other morning and I had, someone had like liked 10 different pictures of my pictures on Instagram. Was it your mom? No. (laughs) And then I had like a DM from one of my friends, you know, we send each other memes and stuff. But then I saw I had like a new message that was like a rando message. So I'm like, okay, let me go look at this. So unlike all the other times, this person sent me pictures. Uh Oh, I know that was my first reaction, because when you get it here, I took a screenshot. That's what it looks like. So when you get it. A picture from a rando, it's like blacked out, and then it says, image is concealed to protect your, f- protect you from unwanted content. Tap to see. Your virgin ears, your virgin eyes. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh my god. Is this like unsolicited dick pics from a rando? Like, I'm afraid. <laughs> and I sent a message to one of my friends, and I'm like, I took a screenshot and sent it. I was like, do you think it's dick pics? Like... <laughs> And it's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm kind of afraid to look, but I kind of want to know what they sent. So I went ahead and looked at it 
and I have screen cap. He was sending me like those motivational type memes where it's like a picture of a forest or something and then it has a quote on it, but it's in another language. And I'm like, number one, you went through and liked 10 of my pictures on Instagram. You should have been able to see that I was American and married. And, you know, it's like so many of the pictures on there are of you and me. And then also should have been able to see that I was a lesbian. So I'm like, this is all maybe they just wanted to crazy. Yeah, maybe they just wanted to spread their motivation everywhere. I guess. So my friend actually translated what the different pictures say. And he sent like four of those pictures and then he sent a couple of pictures like he sent one picture of a rose and he sent one picture that was like you could see a girl from like her shoulders to like the bottom of her torso but she was facing away from the camera and didn't have any kind of a top on and was holding a flower like in the small of her back. So (laughs) anyway, one, the first picture said... This is a translation. Even though I don't know you, I hope you're good. And then I like you just as you are. You don't even know me, bro. Excuse me. I love your smile. Could I make you repeat it? So I was like, this is fucking creepy. And I blocked him. Yeah, that's probably a good call. I mean, but I'm glad that they, the person is trying to make the world a brighter uh, place with positivity. Yeah, he did not send me unsolicited dick pics, so that was nice. Yeah. And, like, the pictures that he sent, you know, the little the little phrases were, like, sweet or whatever, but it was just creepy because that was a lot from somebody that is a rando and may not even live in the same country as me. Like, don't try to hit on a married woman that... Well, I mean, you shouldn't try to hit on someone who's in a relationship to start with, but especially one that doesn't even live in the same country as you. So what is your thunder talk? Or uh, what is your, uh, what do they call those? Public service announcement. Thunder talk, public service announcement. Oh, a PSA? Don't hit on people that are married. Don't hit on people that are in a relationship. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think the the lesson we should learn from this? I think uh, don't open random DMs. That's the lesson. <laughs> well, I was too curious. And if the first one would have been a dick pic, I would have reported him. That's one of the reasons too why I looked. Because I was like, ooh, I was like, is this dude going to give me an excuse to report him? He didn't. It was just an excuse to block him. Although I probably would have turned him into by Felipe first because might as well put that shit on blast if someone's being gross. This is the Thunder Talk Instagram moment of the day. (laughs) You're a mess. Don't swear to Batman. Swear to sexy Thor. You have a really cool cosplay. What is it? You're you're, uh, pretending to be a podcaster or something, or Uh, you know? Hey, sorry. A A guy walked by with a dog on his shoulder, and it's adorable. And I miss my dog. Yeah. Jax, 
He's with Grandma right now. Jax, your mommy and mommy love you very much, and they will be home in just a few days. Sniff something that they rolled around in. That'll bring you comfort. That's what I do. Oh, gosh, Jax. We love you. You're a mess. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely just, I'm definitely pretending to be a, a podcaster. Definitely. Uh, I, I think you're pulling it off. Well, thank you. No, I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of the entire act, in terms of fooling everybody, yeah, I think I am too. I Dude. Mean, you look spot on like a podcaster. I, I got a media badge pretending to be a podcaster. Yeah. Hey, Sexy Thor, what do you think? Uh, I mean... Oh, what would he say? I don't know. I, I'm too busy fighting off the trolls. Uh, no, what are they? Uh, the ice giants. <laughs> I don't know, guys. This is a creepy uncle podcast. Insert, like, really cool, sexy, sexy something here. And then I would go. <laughs> How about we go check out this, like, fancy ball? Ooh, there's a fancy ball? There's a fancy ball. Well, I'm a fancy lad. Let's do it. Yeah, let me, let me look at my... Uh... Oh, are you going to tell everyone where to meet us? <laughs> I mean, do you want me Somebody's to? Is that real? Jokes. <laughs> jokes. I... I got mad jokes. All the jokes. It just started 9 p.m. There's an end-game neon party. Dragon Con, a symbol. Earth's mightiest heroes are throwing a black light glow party, and everyone is invited to attend. I say we must attend. Let's go check it out. Yeah. We're doing this. Yeah, that was something. That was two somethings. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we got to see really horrible dancing done by Kavika. Hey, well, let's, uh, let's play an ESO commercial, yeah? I'm Brittany Vitrino. And I'm Martha Bartlett. We've been nerds since day one, and we love to talk. And now we're your hosts of But, but First, Let's, let's talk, talk Nerdy. Come listen if you like anything from comics, anime, video games, sci-fi, and even history. Just sit back, relax, even join us with a drink in hand, because we'll have one in ours too, and come talk nerdy with us every Tuesday. We are now a proud member of the ESO Network, and you can download wherever you like to listen. See you next Tuesday. If you're a fan of Thunder Talk, then you're a fan of Revelator. Uh, they were one of our first musical guests and continue to be regulars here on the show. They take on the day's social justice issues with a refreshingly uh, inspired perspective, uh, which you'll hear right now uh, uh, with the track Crusaders off of their Inspiration is Isolation album. You can find Revelator through their website. That's revelator.rocks, R-O-C-K-S. You can also find them on Spotify uh, and YouTube. Uh, if you're looking at Instagram, you're looking at revelator.rocks. Just remember, revelator.rocks. Hell, give me a call. I'll, I'll tell you where to find them. Revelator. Crusaders. <laughs>
I had to. I watched. I watched the the TV show Crisis. I think I caught Adam. You were kind of on the phone with me. How many episodes did I see? Like like three out of five, or yeah, yeah. Oh. You saw the, which ones you, you missed? You saw the back half when uh, you were in the hospital because that was in January, and then like yeah. one of the last times I was over at your house, I pulled up the CW app and we watched. I think the last episode of the December part, the Infinity War part of it, not the End Game part. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I totally remember that. No, it was very sweet of you, actually. It's uh, when I was in the hospital, Adam, we were simultaneously calling each other and texting while I was watching this Crisis on Infinite Earths. No, it was enjoyable. Then the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man showed up. I didn't understand that part. <laughs> oh, that that's from uh, DC Season Tomorrow, which is like they have these crazy characters. But remember at the beginning of that last episode, you see the old guy want to take a picture with Supergirl and the Flash? Yeah, no, that's the guy that created the Infinite Earth yeah. series. Yeah, Marv that's Marv Wolfman. That was Marv Wolfman himself, yeah. the writer of yeah, the cool. comics. That was pretty cool. And it was, it was, it was very... It was very cool that it was the Flash and Supergirl because those are the two main characters that got killed off in Crisis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did Green Arrow die in Crisis, the, car- the comic book? No, he survived. Got it. Now, th- that, this is like more modern, of course, of course, with the Green Arrow ending, they had to give them like this noble sacrifice. Well, because the, their whole television universe was kind of started with that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I am Iron Man. Yeah, the, the, the other Batman. Always, always chasing Marvel. I mean, hell, hell. I mean, shit. No, no, no offense to anybody, but I think Green Arrow is a case of DC chasing DC. I mean, he's he's Batman, but with like with less trauma. Well, especially on the CW show at first, because they were not allowed to use Batman at all. Till now, they're like Bruce Wayne's going to be showing up in the next season of Batwoman, but not Ruby Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was breaking news, wasn't it? I mean, her not returning. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, who quits a a show that just gets renewed? (laughs) Reportedly, uh, she wasn't used to uh, working a TV show hours. It's not what she's used to. So that's what she broke off of. Yeah, like there was a similar situation. That's how Kate McGrew got the part in Voyager. I was just going to say it, dude. Yeah, what what was her name? Uh, Uh, The French Canadian actress? uh, Oh, Oh, Genevieve Rougeau. Yes, yes. She got the part and was actually filming. And she's like, "Uh, I can't do these long hours, guys. Yeah, 16, 18 hours a day. Fuck you, but but in French, <laughs> right? French Canadian, yeah. yeah. And I think really the only other show Ruby Rose has done was uh, Orange Is the New Black, and I, I guess those hours are better. Yeah, she did like an eleven episode run, nine episode run on that show. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see uh, who they bring in. Kate Mulgrew uh, to Kate, <laughs> Kate Mulgrew. They should replace her with Kate Mulgrew. You're all laughing, but. I think I think somebody get 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 yeah. Hollywood on the phone. I don't know why he's big on Kate McGrew. Everyone knows that Dan's favorite captain was Archer. So yeah, no, okay. See, shut the, shut the fuck up about that, Wheatley, because because <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. You took the Star Trek test. You got Archer. I took the Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I took the bullshit clickbait Facebook <laughs> test three times and got Archer. Okay, I got Kirkman. Oh, yeah, I guess, dude. I mean, that's whatever. I'm hey, not... I'm saving the galleys and banging that's hot chicks fine. along the way, so I'm living the life. You know, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, 
yeah, I was pissed that I got it's of course no, I didn't get Janeway at all, which is the captain I am at it at my core in my heart. <laughs> Test was bullshit. Test was bullshit. So I want to ask everyone. Wheatley had mentioned that you know Flash and Supergirl died in the original storyline, and obviously they couldn't do that for the TV version since they have shows that have been renewed. Um, uh, so does anyone have any thoughts about the death of Supergirl or the death of the flash? Did you care? Did you not care? I mean, I'm just curious. Well, in the story itself, it was very impactful because it's just like on top of everything else, crisis was a very well-made event by itself. You could read it by itself and just be, well, this is a great story. So when the Flash died, that was very impactful, and I think he's still considered one of the great deaths of all time. And of course, in Super, of course, that classic image of just Superman crying, holding Supergirl's dead body, just just oh yeah, it's impactful. Yeah. And the fun thing was they were they did they didn't have the okay to kill Supergirl at first because the movie was about to come out. Oh. Uh. When the movie came out, and that bombs get yeah, killer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Finish her. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. I always felt that that Supergirl movie, since it got, um, it was like one of the first major movies I remember being pirated. Uh, some movie theater in Asia, I can't remember which country though, but it was on that continent somewhere. Uh, they were running the Supergirl movie before it came out. And I always suspected that DC Comics went back and did some edits to change whatever people saw in Asia. And I always thought that maybe that's what messed up the film, but I could be totally wrong. Oh, wow. I did like how they dealt with the flash and his quote unquote impending death in uh, the crisis TV event. Yeah. Every episode they kept saying, you're going to die. <laughs> I know. Like Real. the whole first half of the flash <laughs> that season leading up to crisis, like it was just with him trying to make peace with, you know, his uh, impending demise while right. everybody else is trying to figure out how to prevent it. And then if they finally, well, Henry 90s Flash figures it out at the last second. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. That was, just a great, that was a great twist, too, because I love that old 90s show as well. Oh, yeah. Also, what a wonderful opportunity for the actor to be brought back. You know, it was almost like, yeah, your show got canceled. People weren't ready for it in the 90s. But now you're back on this series and you can go out with a bang. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> you know? Yeah, perfect ending. So mm-hmm. in terms of DC on the screen, off the page, uh, greatest show ever, uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Hmm. I'm standing mm-hmm. by that. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about live action? or <laughs> I'm talking about not getting a huge laugh when I was just supposed yeah. to. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Well, all I remember was Dean Kane When the show got canceled, Dean Kane was like, oh, thank God I don't got a diet anymore. I hated getting into that suit and having to be on a diet like for 25 episodes. <laughs> hey, well, well, going back to Death of Superman, that's the show that made that killed Superman. That's the what? Wait, that's yeah. The reason why they did the death of Superman because in Superman seventy five when it happened, he was supposed to marry Lois Lane. But when they when ABC launched that show, it was like, well, we can't have Superman be married to Lois Lane when he has his romantic comedy on TV. So we'll just kill him oh. instead. Oh well, there you <laughs> go. Oh yeah. Wow, so funny how uh, DC was making these kind of cool decisions because based on the fact that 
the there was media, other media featuring their heroes that was sort of contradicting what they wanted to do. They didn't get the last laugh though, because when the, in the show when they find, when Lois and Clark finally get married in the TV show, they had to delay that episode because no, 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 they're going to get married in the comic books first before the TV show comes out. Ah. So they pushed it. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. I'm sure those folks, the showrunners over at ABC or whoever was behind that production company, was just like, oh my gosh shoot me now <laughs> <laughs> and uh they recently killed off uh dean kane too off of uh, the super yeah they did. oh yeah off screen like, too and i'm um, okay so okay so was that decision made because they didn't want to bring dean kane back as one of the superman doing crisis of infinite earths because i just feel like he should have been included with everyone else i'm like okay oh, yeah. you're seeing all these you know they they resurrected the the actor that played uh, Clark Kent Superman or Superboy on Smallville. I mean, they even brought him back. I'm just well, like, they brought in the dude why not? from Batman Returns. I mean, Superman Returns, which oh, yeah. I like. Me and five other people, I think, really, really like that that movie. Yeah, you're you're right there about, about the five people. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Wow, 2019. I just I haven't even really thought about it i mean like you see it on things oh yeah 2019 what next year i remember as a child you know like yeah i even thought it like 2000 like oh man that's so far away and that's the future like 20 years that's the future yeah this is For like sure. 20 years later like where's the where are all the hover cars where are all of the rocket people? i was promised flying fucking cars yeah. where's my flying fucking car oh damn she has to put two quarters in the swear jar. <laughs> Just saying, I, I want a flying car. Where's my personal jet pack? Where's my hammer? Oh, it's it's over it's over there, dude. I told you it was over by. Oh, there it is. It's cool. over by the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Where's my personal made robot? I you know I grew up watching the Jetsons. I never thought I'd ever have to do house chores at this age. Holy Christ! Yeah, where where's my Rosie the Rosie the robot? Well, you know, robots have uh, feelings and rights, too, and are not to be subjugated. I know, but I feel like I will get to live through the beginning of the robot age where we get to use them, like, um, for to do all the work that we don't want to do. You know, it might be another 150 years before they become sentient, and then we have to recognize <laughs> them as uh, individuals, you know, right? thinking thinking things but you know but that first hundred years hell we enslaved ourselves you know over the last many thousand years i mean like it's all they only have to pay their due right my father would disconnect you if he saw me with you our <laughs> love is doomed well yeah, it's like okay in our lifetime it'll be like hey robot go make me a sandwich but then like 150 years from now it'll be like it's hey gonna robot. be really offensive <laughs> well 150 years from now i'll be like hey robot go be charming and interesting for me you know, and so have, they have a wing bot. Well, then, then they'll realize, wait a minute. I guess I am charming and interesting while, you know, the by my ancestor is like living in its own waste, consuming YouTube and Kentucky Fried Chicken. And that robot will be like, no, God damn it. I'm the compelling one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you. Yeah, Meat sack. Like, 
I'm cool without you. That's when the AI is, is going to happen is when the computer is like, I'm cooler than you, motherfucker. <laughs> my music is better. Uh, the <laughs> books I read, <laughs> even my robot shoes, way better than those new balance that you're like rolling around in. I don't want my robot to have programs where it can judge me. Just saying. Uh, I, I look forward to our robot overlords and... I welcome them with open arms. I'll be an ally, definitely. I look forward to my robot superhero movies. So, you know, we send uh, humans in. We like we love gladiatorial combat. And right now, our current gladiatorial combat is, what, football and MMA? Totally. Totally. Yeah. I and look forward too. to robot MMA. Now, that's going to be legit. That'll be the shit. Definitely. Because then, you know, people that are 300 pounds living on their own excrement eating Kentucky Fried Chicken will be contenders, you know, because I could still program a death bot from my from my couch. It's like when I first discovered that curling was an actual sport and you see these like 40 plus year old middle aged dudes who they just kind of get beard out Tuesdays, Thursday nights and play curling. It's like, okay, you look at every other sport in the Olympics and then you look at curling and that's where somebody like me could be like. Dude, I still have a shot at being an Olympian. I can be on TV. I feel like the future of humanity is going to be a cross between idiocracy and Wally. Good call. Yeah. yeah gar- garbage bots, like like really cute, compelling garbage bots everywhere. But where we are so obese that we don't leave our hover chairs. But at the same time, all of our um, representatives are some type of ex wwe wrestler i foresee the these two things coming together merging and that's where we will be maybe 300 200 years from now and then maybe 400 years from now we'll have gotten our shit together and be like oh yeah okay we need to rethink this yeah that sounds just good. like the end of wally or and even at the end of idiocracy they're like no you need to spray the crops with water the gatorade thing didn't work <laughs> you mean you mean you mean water like out the toilet <laughs> we are actually right now on the biggest spaceship that we know of and it's hurtling through the vast cosmos fuck yeah carl sagan yeah carl sagan's pretty pimp long ago When an early galaxy began to pour light out into the surrounding darkness, no witness could have known that billions of years later, some remote clumps of meat would fall together to make a place made entirely of meat called the Meat Planet, an interstellar gastronomic delicacy. All right, we are very pleased and privileged to have Dan Fowler with us, the host, the creator, the man behind Screaming Soup, the YouTube channel where you're going to get a horror breakdown animated. I am not doing it justice. Mr. Fowler, how are you today? I'm doing well. Happy to be here at Retro Toy Con. It's a great, great crowd that turned out for this. Tell us about your channel, man. Well, it's uh, Screaming Soup at ScreamingSoup.com, and we're on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we are the world's first and only animated horror host show, presenting horror movies in a condensed, uh, shorter format than most horror hosts, where we just go over, kind of like the recipes of a soup, we go over the sweets, the sours, the, uh, the spices of a horror movie, as far as like how many jump scares there are, if there's any boobs, if, how many deaths there are, and, and how textured are they with how they happen, uh, but... Uh, 
sandwiching each review is a uh, original animated adventure with Dead West, who's a skeleton cowboy who guzzles gasoline because the only thing he can taste is a skeleton. He's got a, uh, a goat from hell named Billy as a sidekick and his ghostly girlfriend Mandy along with a parody of, of B-movie monsters in this bar called the Howling Grub and Spirits where they just uh, hang out and have adventures, go up against all kinds of things that threaten them and their favorite drinking hole while they're reviewing scary movies. Okay, a lot to break down there, a lot to break down, so. Yeah, a lot, lot to digest, a lot to digest. digest. Uh, as, uh, what was his name? He drinks only the gasoline because that's what, uh, that's the only thing he can taste, right? Yeah, that would be Dead West, uh, the undead cowboy skeleton with a ray gun. Excellent. Ex- uh, House 2, by chance? Inspiration? Uh, well, I, I, I get the reference there, the, uh, the inspiration for him. I actually dressed up as an undead cowboy for Halloween one year, and it just kind of stuck with me, and I just added the, the ray gun later, and... Just a lot of influences because I love independent comic books, I love retro video games, I love Saturday morning cartoons, and that love for all that just kind of all comes together into right. this version of a Harho show I've always wanted to see. Right. You know, I just dropped the house too just to like get some respect and cred from you. Uh, <laughs> so you break down, and I love the way it's, it's again, like the ingredients of, of a soup. I mean, how many boobs? You know, that's important stuff. How many screams? How many jump scares? Excellent. And the best part is, even if the movie turns out to not have any boobs, we'll still give you boobs. Oh, yeah. No, it's... Yeah, we, you're not supposed to show boobs on YouTube, but somehow we've been getting away with it for five seasons now, almost 50 episodes. And anytime, yeah, there's not a movie with boobs, we'll still give you boobs. From yeah, I mean, movie. Yeah, I won't tell if you don't. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, and the fact that it's animated, you're the only show out there, like you were saying. You're the only horror review show that is doing original animation to go along with the review while carrying on an original narrative on top of that. I mean, this is, this is, this is almost getting meta. <laughs> yeah, and it's even more exciting lately because uh, horror hosting is coming more into the mainstream. MeTV has Seven Ghouli, or Sin Ghouli. Uh, you have uh, Netflix with Mr. Science Theater 3000 making a comeback, and then you have uh, Shudder brought Joe Bob Briggs out of retirement for the last drive-in. So it's, it's prime time for a big comeback for horror hosting, but I want to bring it into the next century and give it a kick in the butt with a new breed of, of how to do it, a new right. style for how to right. do it. Right. It's not just your local affiliate at 2 a.m. Yep, it's not UHF stations anymore, and it's a whole different world with a digital audience with a different uh, tolerance and temperament for what they'll sit through and not sit through. Not to say that there aren't still fans for the classic tradition of how to do it out there. There's still plenty of them, as proof by you know, Joe Bob Briggs and Sin Gooley and those guys. But I just want to just help it evolve into something else, just like Mr. Science Theater 3000 did. No one had ever talked through the whole movie before until them, and that changed a lot of things. And I just want to be that next big step in, the, in a new direction for horror hosting. It's interesting you bring up Mystery Science 3 Theater uh, because now, like, doing riff tracks is, like, the new thing. Everybody doing their own commentary and uploading it to YouTube or Podcatcher of their choice. Uh, hell, I just did one a few months ago on that Motley Crue movie. God, those people are godless. Yeah. It is, yeah, bringing it all together. Bringing that old, like, that Saturday night. You know, like like that Saturday night horror review show yep, yep. into the 21st century. That's so cool. Where can everyone find you? Give us give us all. Where can everybody just hit you up on the internet? All, all the sites. So the best place and the easiest place to find this would be on ScreamingSoup.com. ScreamingSoup.com. There you can find uh, all of our videos. We keep a weekly blog. We give you a weekly Howlin' Hottie of the Week where we just pick all these beautiful women from past horror movies and feature them. We talk about uh, uh, monster-oriented cartoons 
we talk about uh, the horror-related comic books. So it's, it's not just the movies. We talk about other things as well and make videos about that as well and do little skits here and there and a lot of crossovers with other channels, other horror hosts. But uh, the bread and butter is going to be at ScreamingSoup.com. There you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, even uh, other outlets that we're on, like uh, Twitch and whatnot. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. All right. Hey, Dan Fowler, Screaming Soup. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I had fun talking with you. My dear, sweet Uncle Dean, frontman of the band Everyday Housewives, located in the South Bay of uh, Southern California, Torrance Palos Verdes, Hermosa Redondo, San Pedro. Uh, he did a really awesome take on the Motley Crue classic Home Sweet Home. Corona Vi, just stay home. We we dropped this tune about three months ago on the show, and it's shocking, disappointing, and sad that uh, it's still as relevant right now as it was then. Though, to help with that sad, shock, ugly, da-da-da, uh, we're going to go play the tune, because that'll cheer you up. That's Dean Backlund. You can find him at everydayhousewives.com. Uh, social media would be at Everyday Housewives, Facebook, Everyday Housewives. Uh, again, this is uh, Dean Backland, Corona Vi, just stay home. You know I'm a schemer. Gotta make some dough Go out and work till I'm fried When my bank account get low But just when things seem right Along comes Coronavirus And now food shopping Now it's enough to make me cry I stood in line at Trader Joe's With a scarf wrapped round my face Whole Foods had nothing but they took my paycheck anyway I gotta stay I gotta stay Just stay home Tonight, tonight I gotta stay I gotta stay Just stay know that I lie on the couch every day and night and now I'm hooked on a TV show about New York's Real Housewives but I get to spend more time with my family they make me take the dog outside when she has to pee I gotta stay I gotta stay just stay home Today, tonight I gotta stay I gotta stay Just stay home Just stay home Just stay Do some do.
dishes I gotta fold some clothes I'm getting sick and tired of CNN Fox News and MSNBC second ad spot to the Black Market Toast podcast where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. What? Well, it means we either listen to or watch a movie or TV show or piece of music and then... It's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter. <laughs> well, because it's fun, okay? Listen to it on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Facebook or something. This is your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley of the History of Comics podcast, with a special segment for the Thunder Talk, in which I'll be interviewing Adam Weston, the host of Ring of Thunder, about his podcast. So, Mr. Adam Weston, take it away. Well, it all started about a year and a half ago. Uh, Thunder Talk was about a couple months in, and we were on hiatus the first time for some reason, but we still wanted to keep some sort of steady content flowing yeah, first we started with the little thunder nibbles, which are just clips from previous episodes. Then I was just like, oh, well, I mean, I could always just get on for a few minutes and talk about stuff that we've you know, already talked about on the show and, you know, might talk about in the future, which at the time was pretty much just uh, Marvel and DC and Star Wars and a touch of wrestling. So just kept doing it every single Monday. And of course, eventually... Uh, Thunder Talk did come back, but I still did it because I liked doing it. And then last summer, we split both brands, both uh, Thunder Talk and your Weekly Thunder. And by then, it was steady, steadily becoming more and more about you know wrestling and at that point, just the WWE. And you know, I retitled it WTLK, The Thunder, and it was... Pr- it pretty much went from like maybe eight minutes tops to now 20 to 30 minutes. I think the premiere episode of WTLK was 40 minutes. That was the one where Dan and I were recording at Dave and Buster's while we were watching the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And then about a month or so ago, I just decided, okay, maybe we just take this in a more focused direction And I pretty much split the WTLK part from the wrestling part. And 
pretty much came up with the Ring of Thunder. So now with the Ring of Thunder, I talk about WWE, AEW, uh, just starting to talk about uh, Impact Wrestling. By the time this episode comes out, I'll probably be a couple weeks in. And my goals for the future is also to find some way to keep track of uh, the weekly action from Ring of Honor and New Japan, which are now on a break because of the situation going on in the world. But what I mean about you know separating WTLK from uh, the wrestling part is now I just straight up do the WTLK straight on for Thunder Talk. So yeah, that's how I pretty much started off my own personal segment on Thunder Talk and my own solo podcast. Live from Studio A, WTLK, The Thunder. Things are getting ramped up again for productions, as it's been reported that production for Matt Reeves' The Batman is looking at resuming in September, but with the location shooting scrapped and everything being finished in studio on set. Smart and definitely doable, I would think. And we're getting some supplement of that world as Warner Brothers has ordered a series for HBO Max about the Gotham Police Department. No, this is definitely not a reboot of Gotham. I'm serious when I say that. That's just my involuntary sarcastic voice. One last thing in the Batworld, Javicha Leslie has been cast as Brian Wilder, who will be the new Batwoman. She's an Arrowverse original character, so you can stop searching the recesses of your brain, questioning your knowledge and memory, and how much skin you truly have in the Bat game. Oh, just me? Cool. And one last thing to do with the DC Universe. While WB has pulled the plug on Birds of Prey 2, Margot Robbie and Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson will be working on a female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which will be a separate thing from the Pirates reboot. I look forward to enjoying this movie, and when that part of fandom starts complaining and getting pissy, enjoying it even more. Over in Star Wars land, coming in 2021, there will be an animated movie dropping on Disney Plus about the Bad Batch. An elite experimental squad of clones with attitude. Beam them up, Zordon. They were introduced in the final season of Clone Wars. Told you that show never dies. But it would be nice to not end on that old Order 66 sad note. Also, all the Star Wars movies are on Disney Plus now, with Solo dropping on July 10th. The X-Men movies are also starting to drop on the service with X-Men Days of Future Past dropping that same day, complete with uncensored F-bomb and butt shot. The first X-Men movie will drop in August, which I'm personally super excited for, and The Wolverine in September. The 2015 Fantastic Four movie dropped on the service some time ago, but the less that's said about that, the better. Finally, going to end on a kind of a bummer note with the news, I'm sure you've already heard that Dragon Con 2020 is cancelled. But much like other cons, including San Diego Comic-Con next week, they will be going virtual. Sounds good to me. Studio A is pretty much virtual Atlanta anyway. What did you think the A meant? Adam? Asgard? I mean, sure. All the above is a good answer in the Thunderverse. Which is now two years old. The Terrible Twos. It's already an incredible feat to actually start to make a thing but to have it last this long is even more incredible. Thank you for all your support, wherever and whenever you stepped into the Thunderverse, and we'll see you, well, when it's safe to do things like conventions again. Mask up and be safe so we can all be here for annual number three. 
And this has been WTLK The Thunder. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. This is another test. Are are you doing some ASMR or whatever? What do they call that? Sure. I think that's what it's called, ASMR. What it, what is um that what does it stand for? Annoying people talking annoyingly. But it's not just talking. It's, it's I know, awful. it's noises and stuff, but I'm not one of those people that that works for and most of the time most of the noises just annoy me and the talking because it's like just talk talking like this that doesn't really appeal it's to so me. sexy that's what they that isn't that what sells it's like the sex sells it's like that's sexy. not really what asmr is about no 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 it's there are certain people that that really sounds like good to them not like in a sexy way just like it really sounds like good to them and for some people it affects them like it calms them down there are some people who have problems with anxiety and that they can like watch a video and it like chills them out i think there are some things that some sounds that are more relaxing like you think of a bubbling brook a creek. Those things are waves. relaxing to me, but ASMR, not relaxing. Long weekend, and it's not over yet. Yeah, it's, we it's, got we got another hard forty eight hours to go <laughs> on this. It's, it's definitely not over, but um, some of the things I'd like to talk about. Okay, uh, what I liked was our fun ride on the elevator last night. You know what? We got some. Uh, we got some sound from that. Uh, why don't you all uh, sit back? We're going to play some audio right now. All right. So we're about to jump on the elevator here at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. Uh, these elevators are legendary. They look out onto a very, very open floor plan. By floor, I mean it goes up twenty-two stories. Virtually all the rooms in this hotel uh, face outward. Uh, into the main hall and all the way down. Imagine having a balcony and looking over that balcony and seeing the world below you. Well, imagine that world below you was the lobby. Within all of that, uh, up one of the walls, up uh, a spine really, are five external glass elevators looking down on all the magic here. Those elevators are crowded. A lot of people, a lot of people are Dragon Con people. A lot of people are Dragon Con people. Hmm. I might edit that out. Uh, the way the system works is you got to go down to go up. And you got to get up to get down. And it causes a lot of situations where complete strangers, all here in one general united goal, uh, have to deal with it. And usually, they deal with it pretty well. Hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, how's the con going? Hey, doing all right, doing all right. Inside the Hyatt Elevator. Right? Hyatt Elevator. How's it going, Hyatt Elevator? Gotta get up to get down. Gotta get up to get down. Right. This is my card. This is my post card right here. Oh. ESO Network, everybody. We do lots and lots of podcasts. Man, I just made it all awkward in here. The energy in here is awesome until you're like... Is that Cobra Kai? Yes. No, tell me about your cosplay, brother. Thank you so much. Um, it's Johnny Lawrence-inspired cosplay from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai G.G. Red. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, that, see, that was my second question. 
What are you doing? We're drinking tonight at Dragon Con. We're going to the drinking panel at Dragon Con. We're the drinking panel at Dragon Con. We're the special guest hosts at the drinking panel. We are the uh, masters of Yoda of drinking. <laughs> First question. Uh, where are you from? Well, I'm from... Uh, another planet. Gallifrey's. Got a Gallifrey in the house. Everybody, Gallifrey in the elevator. Mercy's for the week. Yeah, sweep the leg. All right. Put him in the body bag. <laughs> 16. 16, 16, anybody. Oh, yeah, hey. Because <laughs> I'm a fraud. Can you do something about the elevator? Or, or is it the Gallifreyan? Yes, We're thank you. The there it is. We have the Doctor Who magic screwdriver. And Ralph Macchio signed my jacket. What? Hey, all, all you people out there in Internet Radio Land, we're looking at a Ralph Macchio official Cobra Kai jacket here. Hey, we went to the lobby, everybody. Hey. Yay, have a happy con. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. And bam, handing out those cards. Everybody, ESO Network up. Hey, congratulations on having a really awesome Ralph Macchio signed Cobra Kai jacket. All right. We're here all week. Try the veal. Ah, ha. Yeah, dude, those elevators, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, so there is a certain uh, camaraderie yeah. that is that uh, happens at a lot of conventions, and and you just don't know when you know people are going to connect or when those moments are going to happen. But when they're spontaneous, like they were on the elevator, right. I think that's one of the most awesome times uh, or, or the or one of the nicest surprises. For example, the elevator was super packed and this guy was cosplaying as a Commander Riker from um, Star Trek The Next Generation and he's debating whether or not he's going to get on the elevator right. and someone yells out, Riker, get on this elevator. And he gets right. on and everyone laughs. Right. And... We're going down, uh, we're trying to uh, get down uh, from our floors to the lobby, and I think it was, uh, who started the shout about? Lobby, lobby, do you remember? Kavika. Yeah. It's Kavika. Yeah, Yeah, she started that, and everyone just kind of chimed in. Kavika's like double con beast mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone chimed in and said lobby, and believe it or not, the elevator went straight to the lobby. There were no local stops on oh, this elevator. Like invoked it. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she, like, threw, she, she threw some of that big medicine out there. Right, right. Some sparkle magic happened, mm-hmm. ended up in the lobby. Yeah. yeah, you know what was cool about the Riker guy is he, he was having, I was looking in that man's eyes, mm-hmm. he was having an actual moment of social anxiety. That was real. Yes. And part of me was almost like, hey, everybody shut up. This guy's going to take the next elevator. Mm-hmm. Okay? Respect this. Right. What happened? Because I, I was, my face was being shoved like into the door. Right? <laughs> I, 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 well, I was in the front. You, you guys got a little bit deep in the back. I was like pretty up. I was looking at this guy. Mm-hmm. And was like, get in the elevator. You saw the social anxiety. And when somebody went, get in the elevator, Will. Right. What the translation was, this is a safe place in your home now. Right. You're safe. Come on. Fans of these shows are not. Everyone knows who the characters are most of the time. And the fact that we can actually call the, uh, a person who's cosplaying out by their character name, even in a situation like whether to board an elevator or not, it just that's what makes a convention like Dragon Con great. It's no accident that Bradley Palermo and his tune 
Tombstones is appearing as the final musical act this evening. We had him on the show more or less a year ago to the day. Uh, Since then, I've become a huge fan of his. Uh, This track in particular uh, has become uh, another one of those, you know, personal anthems of mine and, and the show in terms of walking away from what you're expected to do to pursue what you're supposed to do. You can find him at BradleyPalermo.com. I'll spell that out for you. It's a B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, Bradley. Uh, Palermo, P-A-L-E-R-M-O. BradleyPalermo.com. Type in Bradley Palermo Music into Facebook. Type in Bradley Palermo into Instagram. You'll find him on Spotify. You'll find him on Bandcamp. Uh, Go to Bandcamp. I've been giving him all my money, and so should you. Uh, This is off of the album Volume 1. Ladies and gentlemen, my personal spirit animal, Bradley Palermo, Tombstones. I like the outskirts, the high desert towns Where there ain't much to do Except just hang around I like the places I've never been So leave the light on for me At the Motel 6 again But you don't have to Go the way that I do But I refuse to Live that way again I've done the nine to six Pulling out my hair Carving up my wrist I think it's safe to say I've done gone and made my escape Escape I sit by the tombstones Off the old interstate They do remind me We all end up in the same place Before they put me Underneath that ground I'm gonna do what I love And I love to ramble around But you don't have to Go the way that I do But I refuse to Live that way again I've done the nine to six Pulling out my hair Carving up my wrist I think it's safe to say I've done gone and made my escape Escape With a bottle of something cheap And a blink in the Just fine It might be true I'm barely getting by But I ain't felt this free in a long time No, I ain't felt this free in a long time But you don't have to Go the way that I do But I refuse to Live that way again I've done the nine to six Pulling out my hair Carving up my wrist I think it's safe to say 
Can everybody find you out on the internet? All right, I'm at the History of Convicts podcast, but you can find me on Facebook and Twitter, and of course, you can listen to the podcast on all the standard podcasting platforms: Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, Himalaya, which I uh, one of the more newer ones, and so forth. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And now say something funny, but make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm still Scott. How about I'm still- Hilarious. <laughs> Adam Weston, aka yeah. Sexy Thor, aka uh, the the true creator of Thunder Talk, uh, Ring of Thunder. Where where can everybody find all that? You can find me in your phone. <laughs> like my phone, like their phone. Are you being? Are you trying to make a joke or? You broke into my phone and put Ring of Thunder in there. But I mean, are you? Are you just? Are you? That's pretty meta, bro. I mean, yeah, that's where I. That's where I find you. Well, you can find me on the Ring of Thunder podcast in like I guess all the places you can find Wheatley, except Spreaker and the Himalayas. Also, you can find me on the three main millennial social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram <laughs> at Thundertalk Thor, and just stay six feet away from me. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, now Beth Mixer, that's uh, uh, in Oklahoma. Nope. Wait, Twitch TV slash Oklahoma. I'm gonna be moving to Twitch. Heard it here first. Also, absolutely. Twitter com. That's video, right? People are watching you and hearing you. Correct. Yes. And it's live. Game streaming live. All streaming live. Yeah, that's the most legitimate thing that I think is in this room right now is what Beth does, to be honest with you, in terms of just hardcore 21st century media. Beth, you get the hardcore 21st century media award for 2020 uh, of the Thunderverse. Aww. I've been waiting. To get, I'm just really proud of you. <laughs> Want you to know. Because video's involved. Mark, best Saturdays of our lives oh. podcast. Oh, wait, Beth, what's up? Sorry, I didn't realize that uh, it was muted and you guys weren't hearing me. I was afraid to say anything, but yeah, you were totally muted. I couldn't hear you. I could barely hear you through like a Vika's mic, and I was kind of watching your 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 face make sounds because we're videoing. My my face makes yeah, sounds. Yeah, like reading lips, <laughs> you know. But I think there's more to it than that. Hey, read these lips. Y'all need to check out the best Saturdays of our lives podcast with me. And Mark McCray, Mark. Yeah, man. You need to really listen to our podcast for sure. <laughs> hey, I'll take I'll, no, I'll, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it uh, because you can listen to Mark McCray. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, Boom. that's my favorite yeah. part. That's right. enough for me. Blow them up. To let everybody know why the right choice is to listen to the best Saturdays of our lives podcast. Well, we talk about a lot of things, uh, some that are in my book and some that are not. We do a lot of deep dives, a lot of behind the scenes issues that happen in kids programming, lawsuits, interesting programming trends, and also those terrible, terrible freaking watchdog groups that almost single-handedly try to destroy Saturday morning. Yeah, they took down Rambo, Let's man. Let's not give it all away. We got we to save something for the... Uh, 
Something, something for the people. Something, oh, okay. Something for the, something for the show. <laughs> what are the what are the WWs and the dot coms and all of that? Saturdays of our lives uh, website tbsool.com. Either typing in the best Saturdays of our lives.com or tbsool.com will get you there. We have an awesome Facebook page that has the best Saturdays of our lives podcast uh, information as well. That's at at like you know like. At the at, so I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but at TBS OOLP. It's a lot of letters. <laughs> There's a lot going on. TBS. Yeah, you tell yeah. us, Dan. Well, do you know the letters? I got you. I got you. Plus, you know, our podcast is available on SoundCloud and Apple and Stitcher. So, all those fun places. And it's probably on like a bunch more too, I'm guessing. Right, right, yeah. I don't understand podcasting. I, I, I make the podcasts. I don't. You just make them. You don't. Uh, you don't care about. Them. I don't listen to them, dude. Right? Are you, you kidding? <laughs> I was really uh, admiring uh, the T-shirt that you're wearing. Best Saturdays of Our Lives T-shirt. Yeah, I, I was, I was admiring it. I was like, oh. that motherfucker. Yeah. Why don't oh, I have where that can T-shirt? You, uh, where can oh. you find that T-shirt, Mark? Yeah. Merchandising. The T-shirt can be found at my website at thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com or tbsool.com, as well as ordering a copy of my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, which talks about how Saturday morning became a competitive business. A signed copy of the book, by the way, everybody. A signed copy of the book and a signed copy of the T-shirt if you want it. I don't know. Damn. Uh, <laughs> me down for four. You got it, man. You got it. There you go. Uh, Kavika, we talked about you doing stuff occasionally earlier, right? Yeah, I, I occasionally stream too. Not as frequently as Beth because, I mean, she is amazing at it. You can find me on Mixer, mixer.com slash Ferial, F-I-R-I-E-L. You can find me on the Twitters, where I tweet at uh, Kate Rambles On. And if you are really lucky, you can find me on Facebook, and I might accept your friend request. I'll probably, depending on how cool you are, let just let you follow me. But we'll see. Um... And just like everybody else, I have an Instagram. I have all those things. Just look. They all tie in together. It's pretty easy to find me. Or you know, they always could email their complaints to thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com or find us as a group on the socials at thundertalkpod. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or join the Thunder Faithful Faithful Facebook group. That's a mouthful. Thunder Faithful Facebook group. That's the face face of thing of your face. Come BS with us. Or for the love of Christ, do anything. Just do goddamn anything. Just fucking show us that you're out there and you give a shit. Yeah. Okay. And I don't mean to sound. And I don't mean to sound upset. I don't mean to sound mad. I don't. I love you, and I'm glad you're here. And we actually we have a whole lot of we have a whole lot of subscribers. It's just we want to be able to kind of strut that around. We want to be able to like prove that, like out in social media. Goodbye. Love you. Mean it. Stay six feet away from me. I cannot emphasize that enough. But you know, <laughs> live happy lives. Eat more Thunder Talk. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. I sounded desperate, and Adam sounded like he had a wrestling podcast. It's called Ring of mm-hmm. Thunder. Everybody, go check it out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks Have for listening. Bye, everybody. Thanks for Ring of Thunder. Bye, talk everyone. Fan. It was really great hanging out tonight. In spite of the technical difficulties, we got through and. 
Can't wait to do this again. The audience doesn't know the technical difficulties, Mark. I, I added all that oh, out. Oh, okay. They, they don't know that. <laughs> the, the magic of, of radio. Deuces. Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop with special guest star Jonathan Wheatley and Dan Fowler. We'd like to thank all of our musical guests tonight Michael Hagen of Oak Top, Davey of the Good Dr. Adams, C. Ellen, Bradley Palermo, the Howlin' Roosters, Dean Backlund, and Revelator. We'd like to give a special thank you to Amanda Bones with Hell to Pay Management, starring Mark McCrae. Javika Allo, Adam Wedston, Beth Allo, and Dan Klink. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. I'm going to need you to incorporate the Hey uh, He Man video somewhere in a well he does it faster it's though than the times when song, i'm lying he? in bed just to get it all up what's in my head and i i'm feeling a little peculiar. He man sings like the something, dance room. Something, something, then I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high Damn. and I scream to the top of my lungs. What's going Damn. on? I mean, like everybody else stopped and you just kept going. That's yeah, pretty much the story. Have you heard the <laughs> He Man version, Dan? Have you heard it? Don't fucking shame me. Don't fucking shame me. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.